Now you're up. Okay, welcome to this week's Linux Open Energy User Group. Today is uh, Thursday, October 2, 2nd, 2008. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh-huh. Huh? How are we doing? Good. 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 Is anybody around here? Okay, Dave. <laughs> okay, so did we do any, anything fun last week? Wow. Not everybody? <laughs> One at a time, please. Yeah, I got into my X10 again. Yep, X10? Yep. That? X10 is remote control of your home appliances and other stuff. And that I had of my laptop with Ubuntu on it that was that was doing my um, SSH through and doing web thing. But the KU is the X10 software. And now I can like sit right here and I can just type in a command and turn my lights on at my home and that's so cheesy. The, yeah, How much did those cost? The X10 modules, the um, you can get a starter kit for around fifty bucks that will include your remote control, like two plug-in outlets and a lamp module. Um, and so you basically control like three things. And each, like for example, a lamp module that only controls the in, in, incandescent lights. Um, that's probably about thirteen bucks. You know. um, and and was there a no, they don't carry it anymore. They carried it for probably about a month, and then it sort of disappeared. Um, there's an X10 website, and you'll see it mostly with security cameras, but they've got X10 component things, and there's a couple other places that sell them too. But I've had these for a while, and now my lights come on again like they used to, where they come on at dusk and they go off like at 11:30, and, and uh, you can I can set remotes that I can walk up the stairs and I'll turn the sequence of lights on and. That's so cheesy. Yeah, it is. And, and, and then, with, and then with the, now that I got on the laptop, it also logs everything that goes on. So any any devices that are controlled, like if someone hits a light switch or something like that, it logs that. So I can tell when things turned on, when things turned off. And so got, I've got motion detectors. So tell when lights turns on and off. Brother's watching. Yep. You have motion detectors, so the lights will turn on. Yep. Yep. Well, actually, I got one that that turns on when I go upstairs. So you're coming home, I walk through the garage. It'll detect my light uh, motion, and then it'll turn on the lights, and then they turn off after about three minutes because then I'm already upstairs. So, so you can like watch when your dog is drinking from the toilet. Yeah, I can. Good. He knows. He's got a record of it. Yeah, That's right. I got a record. Yeah. Drinking for two minutes. <laughs> but it's sort of it's sort of nice now um, because also the same kit comes. Um, with the uh, remote control wireless antenna thing, that thing also stores the stuff. So any uh, macros or things that you built are stored in this module. You can turn off the PC and walk away and just let it run from that point on. You know, just continue to run. So I was pretty good. Looking at that, and the only bad thing about it is the bandwidth is horrendous on that thing for speed to these devices. Yeah, it, it's very slow. Anything except for turning devices on. No, yeah, there's no real time type thing in there. Bandwidth was about twenty bits per second. Yeah, it is. And when when I hit it, there's like you could there's like a maybe a half a second to a second delay before that will go on. Yeah. The bad part about X10 is there, for most X10 stuff, there's no acknowledgement that the actual activity happened. Oh, okay. So that's the other bad portion. Um, they have a new standard out, um, forget what it's called, Instion, 
Insteon works like a wireless, um, a wireless repeater network. So every device will repeat through your net, through your house. So you can um, send a signal. It runs off of the power. You can send a signal, and if that device gets it, it will repeat it in the net device. And so the more devices you have, the more accurate and the faster things react. Uh, except the only problem with that is those modules are about twice as expensive. 13, 26. Yeah. 26 is the lowest amount. Yeah, I don't want to afford it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for, I a, actually, for a light switch for 30 bucks, no. I was actually looking at the schematics for those, uh -huh. trying to figure out exactly how they worked. And what it is is, you know, the AC wave, yep. in between, every time it uh, hits the zero point, hits the zero point it either has, it adds a uh, high frequency wave or it okay. doesn't add a high frequency wave. And then what it'll do is for every point, It'll be high frequency wave, no wave, or no wave, high frequency wave. So that's kind of your yep. uh, your one and zero. Yeah, it, it is. It's it works okay. You know, it works decent once you get it set up right and stuff like that. But I'm sure that Insteon stuff is much better stuff. You know, you can you can do full you can do full dimming and scene capabilities and stuff like that. You can dim with this thing too and stuff. But, uh, it's cool now that he's hooked up to my laptop and I can log the stuff and control it. And, do you have and I don't have to use Windows. Like, like don't have cam don't have cam well. I actually do have an external camera though, and I'm trying. Except it doesn't run into the laptop that I have on all the time because it's only USB one on my old laptop. So what I was looking at it for was uh, somehow getting a thermometer in every room and then having the control the furnace or yep. They're supposed to have some temperature modules and stuff that because I was reading the Heyu documentation and they showed all the temperature stuff. Wouldn't you have controls. to have actually every room on different uh, zone temperature zone? Not necessarily, depending on what you want to do. Yeah, you could average you have, your temperatures or. For instance, if you have a multi-level house and it's you know 30 degrees colder in the basement than it is upstairs, you don't want to turn the AC on. You just want to circulate the air. So you turn the fan on. If it starts getting warmer, then you want to turn the AC on. If it's colder outside, well, you don't want to turn the AC on, even though it's hot. You want to open the window. So, so it opens the window. You, you can't. They've got shade pullers. Yes. They they got, you, can, you can hook them up to open your curtains automatically. I was looking at a um, <laughs> uh, hack scene article the other day about you can take uh, the stepper motors out of your old floppy drives and you can use that to power like robotic stuff and if you they were talking about oh yeah, the four spinning yeah little yep. stepper motors that you can control very precisely and um, they were talking about possibly doing something with like the Arduino okay that's what you're using aren't you do you have Arduino one? controller or something one of those little mini you can get those I'm now with the networking port, and you can, they're easily coded, so you can make your own controller. You're using a what? Atmel. It's a microcontroller. But I mean, you could you could run a stepper motor straight, almost right off of a analog port, pretty easily. Actually, yeah, it's, they had a mod. They had a basic design for controlling a stepper motor. It's not hard at all. I mean, you can most of it in software if you want. Instead of having to go through and do a, a, an actual controller. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.
And if yes, he feels kind of sick. Interesting. Yeah. So you could use uh, Linux MC on that? Oh, yeah. I know that today. Yeah, Linux MC has support for XTEM. I think NetCD has rudimentary support for XTEM as well. Yeah, they do. They do, because you also have the RF con um, remote control, too, that you can interface with it and stuff. And they do have X10 built in. It's getting to be an older protocol and not as supported, but the HeyU program is so simple and there's really hardly any compiling to do to get into any installation. It's fairly easy to do. It just has to work through a serial port. That's the hardest part. It will control one that's like a USB to serial dongle. So it, it, that's how it works with that. So you turn off the control lines and stuff and then you can work through the USB. Other than that, uh, oh, I wiped out my EPC and put in the Intrepid version on there. and uh, Seems to be working on, snappier. Living on the edge? Living on the edge, hey. I got burned last time. No, I've been, it's been working really well. It's snappier than the old OS. I'm going to wait for the time. Uh, beta's over. 30 more days. Cool. Well, glad to see you again. Yep. Okay, because I'll be back. That's great. Probably Busy, but back. Well, we were waiting for you for the, the you know, it's not the freedom day, but you would be there to, to take the the series, you know, when we were paid. Yeah, I was actually at a funeral during that time, so. Oh, well, sorry about that. Yeah, well, things happen. Yeah. Who? How about you, Elliot? Try to resurrect an old PC I have. But it didn't get very far. It just, I don't know what's going on with it. You turn the board on and all the lights just stay on constant and it doesn't even post. Give us a hint. That's like in my head. You know, all the lights on, nobody's on. She's a teacher. She's an assistant teacher. Sorry. That was about it for me. I've been pretty busy this week with school. She's a Everything's going okay at school? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's actually going really good. If you see it, you know what she was. Some interesting things. But anyways, Ryan, that's my whole figuring out how to minimize um, the need for like server or uh, multiple servers in like, like a corporate <laughs> environment by routing different network services to all of your segments. That's something what I do not understand. Network. No. Stay away. I also, um, that was actually pretty exciting. Uh, I had an interview with um, Rosspot Communications this week. Where are they at? Uh, in Oakland? Yeah, they're um, locally owned. They've been around since, I guess, like 57. They do a lot of two-way radio communication, but they're trying to get into more network-type applications for, um, like, wireless networking. They're even thinking about... Um, Motorola is coming out with a new wireless WAN type service that they, I think, if I understood them correctly, want to start up in player, something like Clearwire. And they actually asked me if I felt comfortable going down to Illinois and training on this new application and going back to be their lead person on the project. Yeah. Nice opportunity. Bye. So how do they feel uh, competing with Clearwire? I didn't really get in depth with them at all. I, well, I don't run it, I just think it's kind of tough business to be in. Yeah, yeah I'm know. sure it is. Get there. I'm sure it's very difficult. Yeah. Cool. But 
I, I don't know. I'm not even sure I understood what they were talking about exactly. <laughs> you will. You will. All you what matters is yeah. if they get your paycheck. Yeah, yeah. remember exactly. that. You don't have to understand understand yes. right. You just fumble through and uh, <laughs> it might work. And if it doesn't work, you call technical support. Oh, oh that's supposed to be you. <laughs> Why not? Oh, I can fix anything. No worries about it. Cool. How about Mr. Recorder? What's the word this week? Uh, playing with Fedora 10. Fedora 10. How is that? Uh, I'm trying to get used to the icon. The use of the icon. Garbage can is what? Blue? And blue, and like black. Black. blue and black. And is, isn't Vista sort of blue and black? Or maybe that's. It's all clear, I think. It's, yeah, it's all clear, grassy. very cartoony and curvy. Oh. I don't like the cartoony ones. On some point, I kind of like it, but then at other times, it just looks kind of cheesy. cheesy yeah. Childish? That's what I think. It's like, I, it's like overall, though, it looks really like a toy or something. Playing with a, the new uh, version of Nautilus with my tabs and How do you like that? I like I've been using a Pac-Man for a while just to do the tab browsing. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think Nolan has a pretty good implementation of it. Looking forward to that and Intrepid as well. So you don't care about spatial feature of Nautilus? When you when you go from one directory to another directory, it opens on Nautilus. Oh god, I hate that. It's still a default for Dart still. Because that's the only default. I think that's one thing I do like about Fedora is you. You don't yeah, have all these yeah. custom integrations. You know, for the most part, they take GNOME and they take Fedora and or uh, KDE. I thought it custom integrations were fine. Custom integrations, like what? Yeah. Like, Just like layer of like Yast or what? Well, it's nice polish. That's all. Ooh, wow! Like, That's like, what I like Yast is a nice polish there. So. Yep, another sound system. Yes, yeah, it's like you dump the whole can of shoe polish on Nice and polished and plastic car, and I can pull it with my big cast iron metal truck. We'll see who's. <laughs> well, but the only difference is that you will never make it where I am with your, with your gas guzzling uh, cast iron toy car. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah. I played with a intrepid a little bit too, but. I'm trying to like KDE again, but I just don't. So I just don't. <laughs> it's clunky. So and that. Uh, what else did I show you? The Amahi. Did you put it in the newsletter next week? But, uh, yeah. Go talk about it. It's a secret right now. the word. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know anything else. What was the word? It was secret. Amahi. A M A H I. Oh, I cannot go there. You might as well. So the, the jig is out. Yeah. That's all I got to talk about. It's, it's my only cards. You'll have to talk about the same thing next week. Find something. Installing an operating system in front of me. So, so here is your Amahi. It's uh, based on Fedora 8. And it's, uh, they've got their own custom repository you look it up to. It basically sets up uh, for you a DHCP server 
VPN, uh, dynamic DNS. And they get a bunch of other apps you can do point-click installs. So I'll help you. You do you do a basic, bare bones Fedora 8 install, and then you file sharing. You, know, you put their repositories in it, and then you run their install script, and you've got. Uh, you can sign up on their website with an account, and that's kind of where you enter in what domain name you want, and there's just a little wizard you walk through. They give you a code at the end of your wizard on the website that you enter in on the command on your PC to start it up. Search your stuff. Maybe that's what we should have on our drive. Yep. So uh, yeah, you've got in index your stuff. They've got calendar integration here to all the stuff. And the neat thing is, it sets up the server for you. With all the features with that all the people features. generally ask for or try to put in anyway. Like this is most of the stuff I've played with before, like an app here and app there. They usually take me a week to figure them out. So does this actually act as the router, or is it just a serv- it's the router too? Uh, if the uh, DHCP server, okay, DHCP, DNS. Okay. So, yeah. so you don't have to have a powerful router at home or anything. So like all that. I did at home is I had to turn off the DHCP on my router, yeah. and then this took its place instantly without any problems. I didn't. I didn't have Yes, they did have instructions on how to turn the DHCP off. You unplug the server. sort of neat. But yeah, I stumbled upon this looking at. Uh, I used to be playing with a something called PBA, Personal Backup Assistant, and it's a, a virtual machine that you can image your hard drives over the network and restore them and whatnot. But uh, the guy who runs that. I noticed in one of his forum posts he references versus this. It's all, it's all web interface, too, huh? Uh, yep, it gives you a web interface to access your... You can do user account management through the web interface on the server itself. Does, what does it create? A domain? Yep. yep. You tell it the domain you want to use, like and then... Samba. Samba it's got a But no, it's an actual, honest to God, domain. Like a, what, serve, what type of... Like LDAP? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what protocol is it using? Um, LDAP is for authentication. Yeah, this is LDAP is a net, like a keep going down domain type. That's the closest Linux comes to a domain type structure. It's like LDAP. Keep going down. How do you actually? How do you log in? To what? When you open up a browser, is it something like when you open a browser? It, you just. It, it defaults to uh, HDA. Is the name of the machine? Could be even, could be even a Windows domain. How do you log in from a workstation? To the web interface on the Like you said, well, you, well, you could share files. You could share files. How would that? How would a client access the server? From the side of your home network. No, from within, but this is a server. It's got all your files on, but you've got another. They, have, they set up a Samba share. Samba. Yeah. So how does it log into the domain? Like, I'm okay. The domain is set up, and it's a. It'll just show up uh, as as a network. You know, like they're when, showing. When I like up, I went on the web and I picked the domain name that I wanted to use. So I picked adamandrea.net. And when this set up and started up DHCP, every machine on my home network showed up on my router down as whatever the machine name was. Adamandrea.net. So it was an honest to God. It cool. set up an actual domain, which I've never been patient with. Yeah. 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 Just setting up the domain in um, DNS, then probably. Yep. 
put it yeah, set the you could actually set it up with your actual domain and you could probably use that. Yep, on the like because you do have technically you do have a domain name for your for your public IP address. Well, I might have to try that one. Yeah, so I thought it, there was some they they acknowledge that it's very beta. Yeah. Yeah, and there was I had some problems with some of the apps that couldn't get to work right. But I've got it installed in a virtual machine, which was another I wasn't sure it was gonna work because yep. technically the machine it was running in was getting its IP address. Oh, from now, the from virtual the, machine that was Oddly enough, it, it worked. I don't know. That's kind of well, like a chicken you know, and egg on thing. A, but on a network, if you have bridge networking, that's, that's another computer. Well, true. Yeah. So for a network, it's another physical network, another computer. I wasn't sure it was going to work, but it did. So Cool. Okay, um, let's let's get out of it because it's secret right now. That's right. You do the secret. You have to find something else. Okay, I'll minimize. Okay. It says it's good on first level network. So pretty much anything it requests through it or anything that it requests is requested directly from DNS. Where are you reading this? I browsing through the FAQs. This makes the network a first class network with DHCP request names automatically becoming DNS within your chosen window. I still here? Mm -hmm. Somewhere on the system. Okay. Yeah. Uh, DHCP was down here. Oh, that, yeah. That would be dynamic DNS. Yeah. You automatically get a free version of a dynamic DNS. Whatever is DHCP. Your digital system. My advantage. Your digital no home digital advantage. So is this home server? Is it actually competing with the Windows server? Probably a lot of the functions for your. I'm sure now because because Windows server is good just to put your files which you don't need because otherwise it will corrupt it. So but it is good for it. That was just slang. Maybe. Sorry, you didn't bite. No. Windows doesn't corrupt your files, it's just itself. This is in my experience. It is not corrupting. It leaves my files alone, it just corrupts itself. itself. Yeah, because it's no, it's the same. It is, it is a security feature, you know. You get the, the time, you know, self destruction time. Because right now they pay taxes to you. Know, Hello? What? Hello? Never mind. Cool. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Ooh. Okay, so no more fun in life. Did some laundry last night. <laughs> <laughs> was it on Linux? I'm still thinking of trying to. Uh, yeah. I'm always flirting with Fedora. I just don't know. Yeah. But you know, it's okay. It's okay. We don't take it against you. <laughs> it's actually this side of the table against that side of the table, I think. Oh, <laughs> That's probably true. The only other thing is I've been using my uh, 
Arika back up stuff quite a bit lately. So. Yes, and everything is running okay? Thanks. Yep, I actually went through and kind of redid my backup repositories more based on their tutorial and guides. And, you know, it's a bit, you know, complicated. Do you think that at some point you could actually do a tutorial for us? On the Arika stuff? Yes. Yeah. I think so. It's a... I suppose. You suppose? I'll just find a tutorial on their website. Hey, all what we want is you would tell us. Okay. You know? I, if people are interested, yeah. I, you know, I think it would be you know, interesting. I think, I think for how you know, easy it is to install and use, it's probably the most featureful backup, file backup system I've Across, really. Better than S backup, simple backup. Yeah, well, that's the simple backup thing requires that you know a little bit about the scheduler on it. Is this one is not? You're left to do it by yourself. As well as the simple backup was. Was it Python? It wasn't. Uh, as long as it wasn't mono, I probably didn't have much against it. Does it have some sort of like simple backup? I don't think they run on Windows or anything like I got that. mad at simple backup because when I upgraded distros at one point, the version of simple backup changed and it couldn't open up the folder backup files. That's sort of important. They weren't compatible or something like that. It was when it comes time to restore and you can't restore? I would you need to restore your backup for? <laughs> of course not. No, why would I need it? I can't, something was messed up. <laughs> I, I think it's because it's Java, is why I like it. Java? You run it anywhere. So. I'm going to run it on my Android phone, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can run it on there. I thought it's a not, not real Linux user like Java. What? Where did you get that from? I don't know. You need to like Python. I don't like Python and maybe Perl. You like Perl? No, I'm not really sure if Perl is in, in the league. Hmm? Oh? Hello? Yes? Yeah. Also, you can do a good stuff with it. Absolutely, because you're gonna read it. You write it, and then you forget whatever you wrote. The other twenty percent are okay. They can touch up. Python is a little bit more forgiving because it has to look good, otherwise it won't run. Is there any? Well, I think that I knew a person with little issues issues with the exception handling in. Uh, it's like that. But, uh, like, uh, Jakosher? Yeah, it doesn't say anything, but it doesn't do anything. I guess, Kabang. Kabang, yes. Non-handling. I like things that, you know, scream and moan when they blow up, not just quietly go away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if you have a, stripe, a strong type uh, language, then it'll yell at you when you compile. You know, that's the uh, first line of defense. It might not be as uh, pretty, you know, when you're writing it, but you know exactly what is going on when you compile. Yes. But until 19... But it's okay, you know, if... <laughs> uh, 
Let's stop there. So we have some vendors and they, they test about when it compiles, it's yours when it tests. <laughs> what did we come right now with uh, somebody wrote uh, their own uh, custom uh, formatter class for a month and if the, the month was greater than uh, than 10 they added one to it and that's why I'm on, on uh, October 1st in Blue instead of using formatter class they wrote their own custom class which was crap That'll tell you. Anyway, well, I put a mask on a date when you could go through some convoluted if-else case statement to uh, add zeros on it, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you show that you are a good programmer if you can use uh, il, if and else and case. Cast into a char, subtract character zero, there you go. See, and that's what, what was going on. Wait, there are no chars in Java. I'm thinking simple. Sorry. Just hope that it'll never hit October. Cast into a bite. And then you move your program to Venus because it has only you know, 10 months or 9 months. I don't know where to put Yeah. It doesn't really look good anymore. You can't do it, Dave. Why would you? Never mind, that was a rant. So, how did Miss Miss Trout Trout Pretty good. Pretty good? Any, any patients? How many patients do you hope? Today, only yes. one. Only one. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a main poker day. <laughs> it wasn't a poker day. No, <laughs> the stage. It comes and goes. When you work in the big lab, we don't poke all the time. But I was upstairs in the draw lab. I, I don't know. Probably about 30 people a day, too. Mm -hmm. I always have to lay down if somebody's poking me. Oh, are you a painter? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> It's always the guy. Well, what do you want? You know, we are strong, but we have to lay down. You're <laughs> strong until you see the needle, then you go, oh, nothing but you need our blood. I am. So, what did you find? Well, I signed up for this Shutterfly website. You can get pictures printed. Do you want to have a projector? That's not the important part. Okay. But when I went to try and submit my pictures to be stored online, it said, you know, they had to be in that JPEG. I'm like, okay, it's cool. So I go on, like, I open up my little thing to load my pictures, and it doesn't show my picture wrong. Because it said it had to be lowercase dot JPEG. And all my pictures, for some reason, were in uppercase dot JPEG. So I got really mad about that. It's another fabulous programming. Yeah, somebody yeah. probably wrote custom class. Yeah, that was great. And a dash I on the end of your regular expression. Yes, the end of the So I went and I looked around, looked around, and I found this um, program. It was just on my computer. It's called Greening. Yes. And what it'll do is it'll go through and in the directory, just pass it a curl, aha, regular expression thing, which I just copied. Cause, and I went through and changed all my big dot JPEGs. Little dot JPEG. Size of the picture stay the same? All I did was change the name. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cartoon of the hero that swings on the keyboard and saves the name. So is it rename? Yeah. So just get you right in the terminal. 
It came with other programs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, we don't need <laughs> Wikipedia remembers bonsai. See bonsai money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, it was it was it was a website. You could get a toolbar for it too. I don't remember that. It was, yeah, it was terrible malware. Malware, yeah. It was it was in the early days of malware. Yeah, and I think it used to crash your system all the time too. But you could you could have a nice toolbar in your Internet Explorer yeah. for a short time, anyways. Oh no, it stayed there. Yeah, it stayed there. Oh, it stayed there. You just yeah. get rid of Until it. you reformatted. Well, you know, the, it gave you edit features like collecting your personal data <laughs> and searching Google. I think I don't know. Or the, like it was Google linked through Bonsai. I it, it, maybe you know they're actually trying to to create more traffic. What is? Uh, let's look this one here. Some so was it in repository? Yes. It was just it already installed. You in the computer. Already like if you go up to the terminal, just type in rename. Package GP rename. You probably just already have it. So if I go here and say rename. Uh, you might. Wow. Okay. Um, yep, just, it works. It's no, maybe you should. Yeah. 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 Oh. It's part of that. You guys are tricky on me. I said go to the terminal. What is terminal? <laughs> yep, it is there. So if we do this. Unknown option. Dash dash dash. You need two dash. Tricky. Man rename. Oh, that will give you that will give you examples and all sorts of goodness. If somebody wrote a manual through. Oh yes. Yeah, look at that. Cool. See, that's great. Your manual is different than mine. It, this is more advanced manual. What reminds me is looking at the screen command pages today. You've got the Perl programmer's reference guide. I've got the Linux programmer manual. See? you got bigger. Another <laughs> mic. Ubuntu is winning right now. <laughs> you want to take it outside? <laughs> Let's go. Did you drink that beer? Me? No. I did. That too? was delicious. Was it? Yeah, it you was like really it? good. Thanks. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's I, I have another one coming. That one is going to be much uh, more mellow. Yeah. Cool. Where's the bottle? Upstairs. Oh, speaking of, um, did you only want not twistable? Not twistable. Oh. Yes. Well, I have that bottle to give you back. Cool. Yeah. Um, Eric's wife, Jane, Eric said it's very good. She says a little darker than she usually likes, but she likes it. Very good. But we forgot to get a bottle. That's important because that's how I I measure people right now. We'll get it tomorrow. We'll I give them tomorrow. I give them beer, and if they return bottle back, then they are friends. If they don't, yeah, we haven't we didn't drink it yet. So. So it's kind of a yeah. You know. yeah. I was a little sick, and he was a little sick. It has a that beer has a very 
it's a it's a full flavor. How about that? Good. It has a lot of taste. I drink Guinness. I think this one is more it's sweeter than. We'll let you know next time. Cool. Right. How about you, Mister? Nothing with Linux. I've been playing with electronics. You want to get a car, don't you? Windows. Windows. Well, I I do doors too. I was running it through VirtualBox because the um, programming environment for this is kind of the weird thing. The programming environment is only available on Windows, and it uses the open source GCC compiler on the back end. Nice. So, <laughs> on Windows GCC. Yeah. So it's AVR GCC for Windows that uses on the back. So I guess technically I could have been programming it in. Um, but then I don't get the simulator and all that stuff, which is extremely difficult with microcontrollers because you can't just run the program. Uh, did you work with Gary on that? Uh, not with this programming. No, because usually he's, I think he programs a different type of microcontroller. Okay. I've done this before, so I know what I'm doing. <laughs> He actually was going to have that uh, circuit board done. Uh, oh, the circuit board done. Uh, yes, that it was done. It looked nice. And that's the the interior is going to bring it. I don't know. He, next week. he wanted something from me, but I wasn't there. You want to try it? And uh, he's not there right now. He's logged in. See if I get that. He was said he, he, he wanted something, but he didn't say what he wanted, and then I, I went home with him. Morning, Andy. Yeah. Cool. So when the car is going to be ready? When we are going to take a ride? Yeah. I'm not in charge of the car. I'm just in charge of the go-go bits. Go -go bits. Who's welding? I'm not in charge of the car. I'm just in charge of the go-go bits. I, I ask. Gary, unless he feels up to it. Gary has a welder. Okay. In a nice tool shop. He's too Yeah, he's pretty much his own machine shop. Well, I need to be that friend with the gear. Yeah, I pretty much can do what I think he needs to do. I might need to have some, some welding done too. You know, so I'd better answer his question. <laughs> See, that's why he's making me the circuit board. He feels guilty about asking me all this Linux questions. But, you know, I think that he enjoys running Linux. Unless it is uh, accounting software. It's not that he wouldn't want to, but uh, yeah, it's kind of difficult in the way business. Yeah. You're already established. So anyway, yeah, I didn't really do too much with Linux, just some programming. Cool, great. How are you? Nothing terribly new here. I've been pretty busy. Plus, I got some jigs at the back. That, that doesn't, doesn't equate. That doesn't equate. That feels evil now. Did you get the memo? Hey, when you talk about Apple, that, this is going to be in the newsletter next week, so this is secret again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes Store shutdown feared. They are saying, they are saying that... Uh, uh, they want to uh, bump up the royal, 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 I can't say that. Royalty fees? Royalty fees. 
and uh, I think we'll just shut down the store. Requested a 66% increase. Uh, it's nine cents. From nine cents to 15 cents. Yeah, but 66%, that's pretty, that's a big jump. Well, it depends how you look at the statistics, you know. If I have one customer, and if right now I have two, that's 100% increase in my customers. But I only got one more. We call it statistics. You can look at it any way you want to. So, that's next week. That's secret. Okay. I, won't look. I won't remember. Cool. Anything else? That's about it. Do you think it is because of the, the Android bug? No, it was going to happen eventually. They're just trying to. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of their patents finally went through and they're a little less worried from a legal perspective. Uh, losing, uh, I just, you know, I just read uh, quite a few articles about, you know, Android was coming out, it was darling of the, of this week uh, news, and they were saying that Apple, you know, it was, that it's not only game in the town right now, or it's not going to be, and uh, that uh, for developers, uh, Android is a much better platform, so maybe that, that was part of it. Yeah. Just, uh, actually, it wasn't really. When you really think about it, why business would do something when they don't have it's most likely competitive advantage, uh, because otherwise they would do it. Apple's never been known to be friendly to developers. Never, never be friendly to, to, to be friendly to anybody. Yeah, they want to control the whole environment. What they want to do. Which is, in some ways, for them, that's their bread and butter, is making sure everything absolutely works all the time. You know, you're not supposed to be drinking ginger beer because that, that has non-twistable brown bottle. Oh, sorry. Okay. I thought they didn't... I don't think they have it here anymore. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. That's why I'm not drinking. No, you wanted that. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. <laughs> cool. Uh, what did I do last week? I didn't do a lot of with the Linux. I brew it out of beer, and uh, I stopped in a small brewery in Dallas, Wisconsin. It was a very interesting tour, actually. Viking? Viking Brewing, yes. And the uh, you know, owners were very friendly and uh, showed me around, and uh, it, was, it was very cool to actually be there, you know. So that's all what I did. And uh, on Sunday, we were cleaning house with the kids, and it was enjoyable. <laughs> Unusual. <laughs> so, uh, so that's all that I, what I've done. I found an interesting article today. What was that? In TechNet magazine, which is Microsoft. Microsoft's TechNet is their support magazine, basically, for people and stuff. But in within the first five pages, there is a full-page advertisement, not an advertisement, it was just sort of like new new software, 
and they were saying portable, it was an application that made portable apps. You put it on a pen drive and you can carry your portable apps. OpenOffice and some of the other open source software was in this. Uh, why it was in TechNet really blows my mind because usually that is straight, hey, Microsoft all the way. It's written by Microsoft, but here was this article on this. I forget what the thing was called. And it comes up, it sort of like adds it into the Windows menu, a whole bunch of open source applications. And his open yeah. office was in there, and there were a couple other open they source stuff. It just probably slipped by. You know, I, don't know. I don't know. There was a review on it. It was what it was. At, at some point, uh, the Microsoft store. It's like Microsoft Store, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. at some point, they mm -hmm. had Ubuntu as a as a downloaded download CD. And that, that's what it was. It was telling, hey, here's some, here's how you can carry your applications with you. Had Thunderbird in there. Um, had some other ones in there, so I thought oh, that was really strange CD? and stuff like that. They might have. <laughs> <laughs> they might have. Cool. Cool or cruel? Well, somebody might have poisoned your copy. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> with well, a with a, a with a with a Bonzi body yeah. body the equivalent. And that one is going to be more secure because for Microsoft. It'll ask you allow or deny, maybe. Um, well, shall we do the newsletter? Do it. Okay. Um, no, did anybody read the newsletter? Not everybody? Didn't get to it today. Yeah, I don't have your email address. If you want to get a newsletter, send me an email. Don't dismiss because I just pull off the access These people are so annoying. I want to get their email address <laughs> and they don't want to tell me. <laughs> yes, you don't this get is. what he's trying to do here. He's trying to get your email address so he can add you to his list. Okay. Yeah, he, sell, he sells body. all of our stuff and wants all you guys. That's, that's what it is, actually. That's why we're able to do Software Freedom Day and... Uh, we actually didn't do any money collection. It was all the money that I earned on, on selling um, Byron's name. <laughs> you didn't get much. <laughs> hey, did you give me twenty dollars? No, you want it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See? Oh, come on, you already <laughs> broke even. No, it didn't. It, it didn't yet. You'll break even. I got twenty. Cool. Uh, and actually, I forgot to send an email on. Tuesday. I did a posting. The guy to send emails, so I sent it today. I don't know if anybody wants to see it. That's the. This was actually part of the article, but that's the portable apps. It's called portable apps dot whatever. And it's and it's got open off. Yeah, it's just open office pigeon, um, Thunderbird, Sunbird, Firefox, KeyPass, Cool Player. And it was in the Sudoku. September issue of TechNet. See, uh, we didn't put a Sudoku on uh, on our CD. That's that's what that would have been. The and and, it, and the, the article is called "Toolbox: New Products for IT Pros." Take your apps with you, and it was a positive review. It was saying, "Hey, if you want to take your stuff with you, put it on a thumb drive." And most of the apps are individually available from portalapps.com, I believe. Probably. But it was a pretty good article. It was, 
they're, they're pretty much all open source software. Is it is it just just for Windows? Open no port, uh, portable apps. Dot com. Portable apps are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. PC and PC. I use Thunderbird and Firefox all the time. I yep. have a custom uh, Firefox build. Just launched up the security. See, it has Win SCP. There is a whole bunch of stuff. You can get like a PSK for the well, it just seems strange. Something like that would appear in a Microsoft. Yeah, that is, that is, uh, well, maybe they don't want to sell their office anymore. They're trying to look um, friendly. The whole, yeah, they're friendly, trying to look open, open source, source friendly. That was the whole even, even premise behind the Unix. Sorry. Which actually it's out now for Vista 2000 and Server 2008. You can install a Unix subsystem and it will actually give you a slash, like a root and a slash bar and slash proc file system. Okay, the (coughs) new GNOME 2.24 was uh, was released. They say it's an incremental improvement, which uh, is sort of understatement because. Sorry. Oh. I'm, 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 tell, I'm telling him to wait. Okay. okay. Just just say whatever you want to say. Go ahead. No, we have to go into the next article. Next article. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you guys are ahead. Yeah. Uh, which is a little bit understatement because GNOME is always uh, incremental improvement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not actually the, anything large. Milestone. But uh, I think what they added right now, they said mobile development platform. So I don't know if they did a framework for it. Uh, so compared with the QT, there was a, when we talk about QT, uh, it was it was Trolltech, which was called it's a, it got renamed to Qtopia. I think that's what it is, Qtopia. Something like that. So never mind. So I don't know. Somewhere. I don't know if I've put it there. It's just QT program QT Ah, here it is. Protect to Qtopia. Here it is. Sorry, I was right. You were wrong. No, no, no. That's okay. Okay. Um, so, is in Intrepid? Uh, is there already two dot? I don't think so. Twenty-four. Um. Yes. Is it dot twenty-four Yeah, that would be. I don't notice any difference. <laughs> See, it's incremental. Very incremental. Cool. So, right now, you guys want to tell us about something? I got more. More. This is like one of the funniest sentences that isn't funny ever. Scroll down a little bit to underneath this picture. Right there, that 
No, right underneath the picture, the caption in the picture. Click to enlarge? Richard M. Stallman. Click to enlarge. I don't know why. <laughs> that just struck me as extremely <laughs> funny. And um, that's not the enlarged picture. Like, uh, that's your browser making it small. Make it big. Like, big. click on the, just click on the image. Just click on the image. No, don't do that. Go back. Go to where you were and click on the image. Just click on the image. <laughs> That's a little. That's almost offensive. I'm one of these teeth. Oh boy, let's go back. Now well, you know. So, sorry, I made you do that. His, you know, he's larger than life. He is. That's what it was. I mean, come on. You could set that as your background, and that would be great. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just don't wait. Just don't wake up and don't look there. Richard Stallman is watching you. Yep. So, you know, on, on, you know, every movement needs to have a visionary, and I guess he is. And uh, it's 25 years uh, of setting up of uh, GNU project, and because it's such an easy word to say, good marketing. There. Just uh, did you have you guys ever heard him? Talking? No. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, he was interviewed, and uh, somehow he got uh, annoyed by an interviewee, and uh, his statement was, uh, "You are confusing your own question." Oh, beautiful! You go. You go. You rock on. So. <laughs> Tell me how somebody can be his own question. Can you confuse your own question? See? So, uh, tools for doing vector graphics in Linux. Yep. What do you want to tell us about it? I'll put one more. For a vector. Yeah. This is the reason. Selection hats. And then you can sculpt the paths. That's the whole thing. Is like, if you want to do anything advanced, you have to put it in. Yeah. Why are they making Marvel? Yeah. I don't think they knew how to use vector then. How about this car? Carbon. It's okay. Using okay. Okay. Um, it's Inkscape is on a model. Inkscape is the tool. Okay. Thank you. So, Inkscape is the, the tool. Yep. Uh, Linux uh, 8.0 near release, uh, which uh, I was already, already sort of wondering where the Methus is. Uh, it used to be very friendly, and uh, while well, it is still probably very friendly distribution, but then it was uh, quite uh, quiet for some, some time. Here it is. It's coming up again. Uh, here is another article about uh, the art music service. So another uh, no one buys the dust. store. Yeah, and it is Walmart right now. So they are saying the third one, and it is after MSN, Yahoo, right at Walmart. And guess what? Maybe even iTunes. So how good is DRM? Choice. Wild last. They, they got your money. Not mine. The port's gone. 
Yeah. And they are saying that yeah. uh, all what you need to do is just kind of rebuild your computer. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Oh, wow. No worries. Yeah. Windows, you know, self-destructive operating system. As long as you have all your music in nice, a virtual machine, you're set. Yeah, and you, that's where you keep all your music, right? Oh, absolutely. I do everything virtually. <coughs> I even brew beer virtually. Mm. At the house. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, there was an article about Fedora. Fedora is going to have a five, fifth year anniversary. Did anybody read it? I just browsed through it. Eh. Patience. Patience. Yep, that's about what it says. It takes time to build up a community. Hey, I'm sorry to get back to you earlier. Cool. So is it distribution for developers? Uh, are you asking me, telling me, or is that is oh, I'm sorry, is that distribution for developers? Fedora. Fedora? You mean would a developer use Fedora, or is Fedora? Never mind. Yeah, I'm half messing with it. Yeah, no, you were messing full time. Only half. The other half, I was trying to understand the question. I did have a question. You confusing your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I know, you need to put him back in the background. I can stop down here and raise it some other I don't know what your day looks like. I'm just leaving him up now. Nice meeting you. In case I need him. And if somebody's confusing his question, just, just show it around. Uh, VLC goes to 9. Point two release. Uh, they are saying that there was a new release of a VLC, and uh, for whatever reason they're tooting about it. It has a new pretty thing around, and uh, it's supposed to be improved. Like much improved. Well, I've, I've got Intrepid, and I've got 9.3. Yeah, I just downloaded 9.3 for OS <laughs> You guys are leakers. <laughs> Well, because this this one is from September uh, 26th. Gotta keep up. Yeah. It's too old. <coughs> too old. Okay, moving on. How bad was that version if they've already got a 9.3? Actually, that was. Maybe well, it's probably just a bug fix. Yeah. I had some issues with playlists and stuff. Works. Works really good. Great. It's like because you can right click on an ISO file. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. See, you need to have a different version. But it works. Yeah, it's just I Right. And that has all. And that has all the features. Every single one I've seen just looks like. Right. So well, one of the new features is VLC uh, is now bitmap scheduled. Okay. Like, I think yeah. you can even yeah. use, like, the like the it, interface, it just doesn't do everything in your So make your own. It's just a bitmap. Zine had some okay stuff, but nobody ever developed anything for it to make it really look good. It worked like a real nice player. It made it complicated. 
to skin it and stuff. On, on the other side, we were able to, that video from uh, Software Freedom Day, we were able to transcode it. To, uh, to a Windows friendly format. I used uh, DLC for that. Yes. Well, I think one of the. Oh, they need to get a GUI designer make it a really appealing. Especially DLC, because it's cross platform. I mean, both Windows and Linux and stuff. And that would really make it take off. That, that might be part of their move to QT, maybe. Limited. Could be easier to do that. Because they were using WX widgets, but I think that it was actually quite a uh, large release. Yeah, because they said they added a ton of codecs yeah. too for this release, so it could become a dominant player. Well, it's the same thing. Like you know, I want one player, which, which is good. You know, instead of uh, seven, which are mediocre. Yeah, I always found a little deficient in each one. You know, the hotkeys in one don't work in another one. You know, you have to use buttons for that. You know, like, just M player and Zion together, yeah, perfect. Because those two will do it all. Yep. GStreamer had the right idea. They made the API so complex that nobody can write stuff for it. So you need to have another extraction layer. Yeah, exactly. Just everything that I've heard, programmers have tried writing stuff for it, and you just give it up and draw their own because they say it's to the point of observing how complex the API is. That's, you know, the, there was an article about Django of, uh, sound, Linux sound API uh, Django. Now. So it is, you know, you have this framework and that framework and this framework, and uh, so which one are you going to use? See, like even here on DLC, I play a video, it expands the window out to play the video, and I hit stop and expands everything back in, so my buttons are always moving back and forth as I play and stop. And you think I should just keep the window the same size where I want it. You have your finger exercise. Yeah, it just makes it... Like, like you say, the user interface isn't all that great. Yep. There was an article about Digicam. Uh, it could convert raw to DNG. What is DNG? I mean, I assume it's like a PNG. It's just for a video. Here it is, a digital negative. It's a digital dot. And I think that from there you can be converted to whatever you want. Uh, pull out snapshots. Done huh? the dam. Yes. Yes. The dam. So. Great. Yes. Well, you know, if, if, if you're not English native, you're just uh, Java sound music software for the next part three. Uh, last week we had part two. So right now we have part three. Hey, somebody took our fat penguin here and added something on. Yeah, okay. Okay. Somebody stole me again. So uh, there's a notation uh, software. Okay. I mean, you can snag it. Oh, yeah. Sure.
Because it's uh, Linux, uh, because it's Java, as you were saying, it works probably on all platforms. We're making a video for the schoolers. Uh, there was an interview with a guy who is writing uh, Ubuntu Suite. But little do they know that after people they eat all the people searches, read it. Um, we're showing a video of how we made them. And okay. Shannon is a nerd. Just wash my hands in the toilet. Well, I, don't, I think that uh, he is from somewhere from... Uh, <laughs> uh, don't complain, please. I did read that one actually. Yeah, he doesn't use Ubuntu anymore. He uses Gentoo. Gentoo. He's still writing it. Yeah, he's still working on it. I actually, I found it a while ago. I like it quite a bit actually. Yeah. I was just messing with it a minute ago. Well, the, actually, there was something when you talk about Gentoo. Uh, they were supposed to have released and they called it off. So, uh, is it like uh, if Gentoo is in trouble or not? Usually, if you as a, as a distribution, if you call for a release, you try to make it instead of canceling. And if you miss your deadline, okay, so you miss your deadline. So it was you either push it back till it's kind of done, like Fedora, or you shove it out the door. Yeah, but, it's due, but, like but you, you, you do, normally you don't call it off. You don't yeah, cancel. That's kind of strange. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, Linux sound API Django. The guy who's writing. Uh, uh, I think at some point he had uh, exchanged with uh, guys from Paul's uh, Audio. He's writing actually what to do. So if you are going to write some audio applications, what to what to use? So I'm not going to write anything. So. It was interesting, you know that. Uh, Oh, it is it is a jungle out there, uh, and we have back twenty one best free Linux financial software. And uh, what, wasn't it used to be forty one? I think they scaled down to twenty one. Yeah. I think it was twenty one. Was it? And uh, so I don't know. I didn't look at this one. You gotta have money to uh, use. <laughs> that, that's that's sort of true. Yes. Why would you need to have money? I'm still plenty happy with uh, money dance. Money dance still working fine. I don't. I don't think money dance is here because you have to Java. And you have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need to have money to run money dance. And then you dance with the money. Was that a whole twenty dollars? Fifteen. Was that fifteen? I thought it was 40 and it was 20 after you gave me the special code. Oh, and you didn't give me $20? I didn't give you the $20 that I saved. See, I, I'm just $20 dollar poor here. Yeah. I gave you $20 worth of bottles to put your beer into. I, okay, I'll, I'll call it even. I'll be quiet then. <laughs> and then we're talking about uh, Nokia renamed uh, Trolltech to Qtopia. And... Uh, do they actually have a useful phone out now? Yeah, excuse me? Or is it still development? Is this thing 
they have a useful phone out that's the Android. No, they, no this, not this, Android. Was a, this was a different one. No, this is QT. QT toolset. Did they have that Hello. oval phone, or was that a different? That was company? Moco. Open oh, Moco. that was Open Moco. Okay. Open DNS is working well. Cool. You guys know. Great. Thanks to Elliot. You know those open source tools. You know they were in there while we. You guys should look up Alice. What about? It's a, I was reading a book about a professor who was doing virtual reality. Uh, I think I've seen that like and it's, they make, years ago. Actually. They make it for Windows, Unix, or Linux, and Mac. And that was, it's all a, it's all a, uh, uh, it's Alice.org. It's all a uh, virtual interface to doing virtual reality or type storyboarding things. And I, uh, yeah, I messed with it for a little bit. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Wow. Okay. New way to teach, teach programming. Yeah. And they've got a middle school like version, so you can teach younger kids with. Is it like a programming language? Well, you don't even see me. You can go into the language. But for example, like I took one where I you put the scenery of an ocean up, and then I took a person and put them floating in the ocean and I put a shark in there and then I told the shark to go this far and then to flip its head and the person sinks and a skeleton comes up and then a boat comes out and all of that's done by dragging and dropping the pictures so telling you how far to move without even an interactive program. Is it, is it actually writing code on yeah. me? Yeah, and then you can go into that code if you choose to, to, uh, um, to, to fine tune it. But the guy that you scroll to the bottom, um, Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon, um, is the university he worked at. He was a their virtual reality professor, and he recently died of pancreatic cancer. So this is one of the projects that he had done. And so on his in his memory, they're enhancing it and, and giving it away. So cool. Yeah, you see a memory of Randy Pausch right above that. Go see the last lecture. Okay. Did you read that? I saw. I watched some of it on YouTube. Was oh, yeah. that the guy who had the terminal illness? Yeah. yeah. Somebody's forcing me to read it, and it's really difficult for me because I have a terminal illness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll put it in the newsletter. Yeah. Maybe. It's kind of a cool little tool. Cool. Thank you. Ready? Thank you very much. That sounds good. Actually, I came across a flow charting one. Not a flow charting one. You know, Vizio, Microsoft Vizio. Yeah. I found a comparable tool that does the same thing. That would be cool. What is the name of it? I have to look for it. I know about two. One is Dia, the other one is Umbrella. Dia? Just ask. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. What do you do? I switch to a, another window, like desktop, and there's Stallman staring right at me. You don't want to be able to, to sleep tonight. Actually, I'm going to print that out and put it like on my screen. <laughs> on the picture people at work, what we did. Okay, so we use WebLogic. And in WebLogic, they had a uh, demo program that uh, actually had like had the forehead, eyes, and nose, and the mouth of different people, and you could oh, switch them around. Oh, that's cool. So I printed them out, and we put them on a board with like some Velcro, 
and then let people my, move things around. Yeah, and one of my uh, coworkers printed out a picture from the org chart, <laughs> and it is in there. So I printed my picture from the org chart. So now we're mixing and matching pieces from the org chart. Oh, that's scary. Different people. Oh, they look so funny. Actually, you know, when you have uh, you're talking about it. Uh, a lot of the time, the, the police, they have database of large sets of eyes and noses. That's and exactly... And then you flip through them and yes, you try again. Oh, that yeah. is exactly <laughs> what it looks like, too. It looks like a mug shot. Yeah, I might have to add, add And when I wasn't there, when that all happened... Well, we have lots of how-tos this week. We have... Uh, hello? Hello? What? Still working with Solomon? Is he always... Uh, Actually, Windows program. Yes. Microsoft program. He was going to show me something. That's even worse. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to show us. Do I not have it? Maybe I don't. I will in a second. What are you doing? <laughs> Dancing bears? It's not interesting. You can go on. Okay, we have uh, lots of how-tos. We have uh, virtual box. Headless running a uh, virtual machine with a virtual box 2.0 on Ubuntu server, uh, which is nice because if you are running virtual uh, virtual machine, oh. you really don't want to have overhead of this stuff. Uh, turn your touchpad off and uh, on with the shortcut key in Kubuntu. So I guess it is probably just the key binding. Uh, install VMware Server 2 on. Oh, VMware Server 2 was released. If somebody cares, I've been running it for a while. How, how's it running? It's running very well. It's not chewing up too many resources. Uh, I am having some crashes in Firefox where it will freeze the browser. Hmm. So that, does it work through Opera? I tried it in Opera. No, didn't try Opera. It, it'll if I just go into like the because it's all a web interface now. If I go into the web interface, it works fine. Something goes weird when you launch the plugin to get the, uh, the screen for your, your virtual terminal. What do they call it? Like a RDP screen or what? Whatever. It, they, oh, the, yeah, the virtual you, terminal. You have to install like a 20 megabit yeah. plugin, and it's a program to get the monitor to your virtual machine. When I launch one of those, the web browser will hang in like three or four minutes of use unless they shut it down. So there's some strange interaction. Why is VMware so big? It's like, yeah, it's almost 600 megabytes. Yeah. VirtualBox is 17 megabytes. Well, well. They've got Java package, Tomcat packaged in there. You've got your. I don't remember VM, VMware being that big. It, the it previous was always version. large. It was always about 150. Yeah, it's 150 megabytes. Okay. So VirtualBox is tiny compared yeah, to VirtualBox. 20 or 30. Yeah, 20 or 30. Yes. They also include, well, the console in there, but VirtualBox will have that. They also have a web interface for okay. um, statistics on all the VMs that you have. It's not heavy on the graphics, but it's got all the probably the hooks into getting all the metrics off of the VMs yeah, and stuff. See, I'm trying to think what else they would have on there. Their networking is way, way, way better than way better. They, they have and they have. Does VirtualBox have USB support? Yes. Okay. Um, VirtualBox, they probably aren't clean. I mean, very clean and stuff like that. Um, 
but they definitely have the, all the plugins for all the VM moving and all the interfacing that VMware has and stuff. So, yeah, I would I would say no, they're not as clean, but there's there's definitely more features, but nothing but nothing does say it's that much better stuff. Performance. I was running my server in a virtual box, and every week or so, something would flake out, and it would just start chewing RAM. Like see, I see. I would think a virtual box would be much faster, just being that it's a smaller VM being a little heavier and stuff. But I, yeah, I, you know, I'm running uh, with, I use with server on my server, and I don't think it's using that much resources. So the one thing that VM server does do is it will go after your. Um, hypervisor level, if you've got it enabled on your CPU. So if your CPU supports hypervisor, it will does that too and stuff. I use VirtualBox on here just okay. because it's more of a workstation oriented. Yep. But the the server one, I think, is much more stable. And mm -hmm. I've had better luck with it with just letting it run for weeks at a time uh, than I did left. using VirtualBox when I did. And. Uh, when we talk about uh, VMware Server, the one series had another release, and it's uh, 1.0.7. Bye, bye, David. I wonder if that's the one I'm running at work right now. I'm running dot that six and dot seven. Yep. I just saw it. That's what. I, that's the version I'm running at work. What is what is uh, how to control Apache with the uh, there's a there was a tool, uh command line tool and uh, one of the things what I was saying that you can actually set up your Apache and you can point to the setup file what they're working with. Um, but uh, if it's production I don't know. There's a tool you can use. Command line tool to set up your config file for production. I'm happy they made that change about that. I My ant scripts are running fabulously. Which one? My ant scripts. Ant scripts. I haven't had to touch production with an FTP program. So. Ooh. Uh, what else do we have there? Mounting ISO images with, uh, say that. Furious? Furious. ISO mount on Ubuntu. Uh, installing Google Android SDK 1.0 on Ubuntu desktop. I haven't it, done it yet, but I gotta get around to it. So, so can you install it uh, on Fedora? I, you know, I think I'm probably too lazy to switch in the near future. Android SDK. I was looking at that. It's pretty much just a plugin for Eclipse. It's, it's all so Java. Is it a standard Java? So if I write something uh, for Android, will it run somewhere else? Um, oh, they've, got a custom, they, they've got a custom API or something for it. So yeah. It's got hooks into like the GPS probably, and the camera. And if you layered it properly, you probably could get away with writing a application that would run on both, but you would have to do some planning. I just want to take our forecasting application and put it on Android. <laughs> you might be able to write an interface layer for that. No, that's just a bad joke. Never mind. Let's keep on moving. Uh, easy file upload with uh, Droopy. I think Droopy is the service. Uh, yeah, I showed that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Tell me what it is again. It's a one script website that allows you to upload a file to your PC. 
and actually on your on your in your home directory it creates a directory mm -hmm. and then it is just like extend files to something. What is the size of twenty gig? But the, no, it, 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 you you give it the directory, and it will put it in that directory. Yes, but what is the size of a server? Because it's a service somewhere on a cloud. No, no, we must be talking about the different things then. Click on that once. Oh no, can't do that. I think Drupi is Drupi. just support someone send you a large yeah. file. Basically, what it is is they come to your. You run this one script. It produces a website at a particular port you specify. When someone goes to that website, we yeah, we've talked about this. It just gives you a one-liner item. Say, browse your PC, you put in the okay. any size file, and it will send it to that server. Oh, cool. But it is. It's just a one-file script. Perl, I think. Does it say Perl? Perl? I think it's a Perl script. Perl can do anything. Perl, yeah. You just can't read it. Python. Python. Pearl's not meant to Python. be read. Okay. Execute Python. Cool. And it works. So you tried it? Yep. Uh, I don't want to do that. I want to scroll down here. What else we have? Uh, set up Yahoo Zebra desktop on Ubuntu. Uh, that's probably, uh, yeah, Zebra desktop. So you don't have to have a web interface, you can have also the uh, uh, client interface. It is, actually I would say that it is probably the, what do you call it, the Prism application. Okay. So they wrote the same application, it runs in a, in a browser or as a client. Hello? Welcome, welcome back. Same application browser or yeah, so, client. So, does it duplicate a lot of what Google Apps does and whatnot? Or? The Zimbra is your, how do they call it? Uh, uh, oh, not communication suite. Uh, collaboration suite. So, Zimbra is actually your FTP, uh, the, the email, mail server, sorry. your calendar. Yeah. See, but yeah, it's. They, they just show me the teeth. Show me the teeth. What? Google's trying to get into all that, and the Zoho thing, yeah. the article, I, and when I finished reading oh, it, we they can, were... That's next week material, I guess. Again? Oh. <laughs> we cannot talk about stuff like that. Well, anyways, it came down to it that uh, there's a lot of stuff out there, there's a lot of other neat things, but the Google stuff just seems to work. I mean, I'd have all the bells in this world. And they might be, you know... Collecting your data, sending you ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing too with uh, collecting email addresses. And I'm selling it. I didn't make a dime so far, but that's what I'm planning to do. Yeah. Your data is secure with me. Not confusing your own question. Cool. What else do we have there? Uh, getting access to home server despite having dynamic IP address. So somebody's talking about. Uh, Dying DNS and how to set it up, I think. Um, they talk about it, this DD client, so you need to run DD client uh, or then your server. Your Are they having you actually install it by yes. hand? Yes, I think so. You can uh, go to aptitude install DD client. That's probably what, what it is. 
and then here's the configuration of the DD client. I never never did it. If you do it through Aptitude, it'll actually walk you through a little wizard. Oh, does it? At the command line, a little setup wizard. Does for it. It. A lot of routers nowadays will even do that for yes. you. Yes. Especially when you're running DDWRP. That's, that, that's what I've got running at home. But even just the software that comes on the router even does it. Yep. You just give it to your login and stuff like that, and it'll take care of refreshing it every what 30 days and stuff like that. Never mind. Sorry, I can't give it to you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he has still, he's he doesn't still didn't remember. He set it up once, and that's, no, that's he, it. No, he is using generate. He he's using his keys, but he didn't re regenerate. I regenerate all my keys. Cool. So yeah. they're all completely regenerated. Good to know. I downloaded some new keys for the new repositories. Good. Because I wasn't getting updates anymore. I'm like, why am I? Oh, that's right. All right. New key. Didn't we talk about it? Yeah, we talked about it. I didn't listen. I, uh, I didn't listen. Do you ever? <laughs> uh, so Zimbra, is this kind of like an Outlook replacement type? Zimbra is actually, yes. It's your uh, backend as well as frontend. Yes. Uh, a lot of people like it. And it is, does it interface with anything besides Yahoo? No, 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 no. It's mail on its own. It's a it mail runs server. its own mail server. It's its own mail server. So you would set it up with like a dynamic DNS. So uh, except, or do you is do, can it act as a client to like a POP3 or IMAP? No, it, it is full feature mail server as well as then you have full feature clients. Right. Do you um? Okay, would that you would you be able to set that up with dynamic DNS then to be able to? I don't know, probably, maybe. But it is it is actually it is not slouch. It is uh, you know it can handle uh, ten thousand mailboxes. You know it is actually the big big you know the full feature uh, right. mail server. Well, it just it looks mind. like the link from the um, from the newsletter looks like you entering like a Yahoo mail account or well, this is set up with a Gmail account. I that, that's the that's your client. This is just the client then? Yes. Okay. Yeah not actually installing server. You are just installing client. Oh, I see. So you are you are putting whatever address you have. Is there um is there a web based Client for Zimbra, so you wouldn't have to install anything on your. I don't think so. Yes, and that's what I was saying. That I think it is it is written in Prism with a Prism, so the same code runs uh, as a as a client or as a desktop. Cool. Oh, client or the inner browser. How's the movie? So far, so good. Good. No stalls. I hear that. The VLC was stalling out. No, I was tying the new VLC and I kept on stalling for no reason. Nothing, no activity or anything. Just stall, stall. Well, because they were copyrighted. Well, so nah, yeah, they're quieting up right now. I'm confusing your question. What's that? Yes. There was another quite uh, interesting article about recovering deleted files with uh, formals and alcohol tools. Did anyone look at it? I've been covering her in the blood. This actually is built. Well, I earned 50 bucks today fixing somebody's hard drive, so. How did you fix the hard drive? It was an external hard drive, and basically it comes up 
nothing there to recognize, you want me to format it. So the partition table is gone. Okay. So I tried several Windows utilities and stuff. None of them could fix it. And then I used, uh, there's a test, um, test disk um, Linux program that you just tell it, well, it's, uh, I believe it was this kind of partition. It goes out there and searches the whole hard drive. Yeah, I see a partition out there. Do you want me to take the backup copy and put it on top of the primary? Did it? The whole thing came back. NTFS or this was a FAT32. This yeah, was a 320 gig um, external drive. Was the, it the iBooks? Was it able to restore the data then? Yep, Every, all the data came right back just like that. Basically, the primary well, partition you, got the killed. The data never left. The data yes. never left. The, the backup right. partition yeah. um, was over. But none of the other Windows tools worked. But the Linux one did it right away. Oh, interesting. Okay. It has a backup partition? Yes. The partition is actually duplicated once at the beginning, once at the end. Partition table? The partition table. Okay. The backup partition table. Yeah. And uh, the last one is backing up your OS with DD. I've used DD quite often. Pen drives and different things. Do they run it through compression on here? Yeah. It's... It's quite a long article. I did the whole HP server with RAID and stuff, right. and it worked really well. I, like did a re I did a test restore too, and it worked just fine. It looks it's like it's just. Um, that's how I. When my external drive got corrupted, I uh -huh. did a DD on it, down yep. to an 80 gig image, and then I used test disk okay. to uh, go through and pull everything off of it that I could find. Really? And uh, I don't think I lost anything. So, so did that programming at? Did that backup? Did you yep. use one of those tricks to uh, write all zeros to the drive? Yeah. Yes, I had to do that. And it was still a fairly fresh drive, so it really only changed the size maybe by 10%. Uh, well, actually, it changed it quite a bit. Um, I, let's see, how did, how did I do that? Um, it didn't change it that much, but... It, um, it was quite a bit smaller either way, because it still come because using it, it uses the gzip in there, and it compressed it pretty good. After I wrote zeros to it, I did it again, and it was only like ten percent difference. wasn't that big of a deal. What you so, zero out all the free space? Yeah, and, then you and that's why they say these utilities DD is a lot slower than Ghost because Ghost knows that anything beyond the partitions ignore. Search the but DD won't. And so, I think it was there. but if you put zeros in it. Never tried it on the NXT for the purchase. This was going after a, a pure Windows server, so it, and it worked really well. So I basically um, booted a Ubuntu off a key on the drive and then called the commands and so well, it Set it up good. with the um, network and then copied it DD over the network. Yeah. Drive yep. Network share. And, it worked, and it worked just fine. And that was a HP DL380 server with like three drives in the RAID 5 configuration and stuff. And Restored it and it came up, came all back, including partitions, boot partitions, and all that. So what did you? What did you? Um, was it just a command you used? Yeah, it's just it's a one. It's just a but the, the oh, command is, is, is real easy. It's, it's fun. such a trick. What you do is you just write all zeros to a file, and then eventually the drive gets full, and then you just delete the file. Yeah, yeah. You basically it's a copy <laughs> command, copy to this file. And there's actually a zero. It's like a null zero type thing. And you don't put any size to it. 
So it just starts writing to a that file. And it continues on forever. And finally, it fills up your entire hard drive, and then you just pull that file away. And now you've just zeroed out the entire... In the directory, there's... one thing, though... The one thing with journaled file systems, that won't ever really zero out the whole file system. Not the whole thing, but it'll get close enough for this purpose. Because, I mean, when you delete it, you're obviously going to unzero all Yeah, and they, and they put the delete can't command in one big thing, so it's just one command, you let it run, and it, when it gets done, it's also gone again, but now it's all zeroed out. So so it's really only really two commands, one to zero out the stuff, and then the other one is just to DD and gzip your hard drive. Depending on your file system, there are commands that can do that. I don't think there's one with the XT3, but I think for XFS, you can actually clear it out. Free space? So where's the ext4? Is it coming soon? ext4? I, I think it is in the kernel already. Yeah. Uh, test version of it? Yeah. Uh, no, it's in a 27 kernel already. You can use it. Uh, With the new Ubuntu? I'm not going to use it, but if you look here. I didn't think it was in beta yet. No, it is it is released. Here it is. Uh, let's see. Or you can what use that into with a Solaris project zero, which is a zero byte CFS. one byte output Stable file. Version it's just a file. Um, and then you just say, just an 8 size sector, and that's the end of the command. If you just let that run, it will grow continuously. Just put zeros in, continuously. Right. And, and, then, I, and then you just tack on the remove delete me, and then you just zero it all out. And then there's the... Well, there's the command. This is the RAID. And they've got some other I things think like sync, which means you always write it out every single time you've got the data, don't cache it or anything. Right. Nowhere or whatever. And then pipe it to gzip and run it to a file. And that will take so your entire... So are you running a RAID 5? Yeah, or a RAID, this is a RAID 5. So then this, you're only copying your uh, two data drives then basically? I'm, I'm copying the two part data. Uh, because it's two data partitions in a, in a pair. See that talking? Give me shut yeah. down. So that it's just copying the two partitions. The partitions and the C drive is boot partition. So um, I think we have that with the recording. Okay. So thanks for listening. See you next week. <coughs> we need a thing. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.